Hello, everybody. This is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal here with Matthew Hawkins, as always. We are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Make sure you check out AllAccessMMA for your mixed martial arts news. Uh, before we get moving with the current events and lots of news that we have to get to, um, really quick for our audio listeners, I spoke with uh, a young kickboxer that's fighting out here at the UFC gym in North Brunswick at the end of April by the name of Jay Fountain. So that the audio of that interview will be at the end of this podcast uh, once Matt and I are done catching up on the news. So make sure you uh, you stay tuned for that, especially if you're subscribed to the audio version of the podcast. Um, one, another programming note, uh, I'd like to dedicate this show to uh, Michael DeLeon, who is uh, uh, one of the uh, founding fathers of the All Access MMA uh, Project Spurs Network um, passed away a couple of days ago, so we wanted to give our condolences to the Project Spurs Network and, you know, uh, our sincerest wishes to uh, all the family over at AllAccessMMA.com. So um, it's uh, it's some sad news. I mean, you know, Matt and I have had certainly had enough of news like that, but that doesn't mean it's going to stop coming. But uh, we must press on. So, Matt, man, oh, what a weekend! I mean. What a weekend for early MMA. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, uh, I I watched the UFC on uh, Saturday. Uh, thought it was a great card, UFC London. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a lot of hype coming in. Uh, and it was one of those cards where didn't really have I, – I mean, it wasn't a pay-per-view name-level main event, uh, but it was uh, tailor-made for the, the UK audience. Mm-hmm. and. Um, Tailor made for finishes and violence, and yeah. you know, I don't, I, I, you know, when when you know, it's like when the UFC used to go to Brazil, you used to kind of wonder, you know, where the Brazilians would go, like eleven and zero, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of squash match. And not that you know, it's the UFC. Everybody there is legit. We've been through this many yeah. times. But when you got John McCarthy coming out talking about fighters fighting head fought better competition prior to getting to the UFC than than in the UFC, you kind of got to wonder, uh, you know what kind of, uh, you know, how they're carrying these fighters along. I think it's smart, though, to build guys. Basically, Patty Pimblett, uh, Patty Pimblett's the guy, uh, you know, he seems to be the, the the guy leading the charge right now for UK MMA. Uh, I, I, I don't dislike him. I don't get the same McGregor vibe from him. I know he's young in his career, and McGregor obviously evolved into – what he has become uh, as of what this afternoon. Uh, but uh, I, 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 he backs up what he says so far in the UFC. He's been get he gets hit. I like that guy. I like guys that get hit, fight through it, uh, prove some toughness. Uh, he's not going to go undefeated. I don't think he's ever going to be a world champion, but uh, I think right now for where the MMA is, especially coming out of, uh, coming out of the pandemic, era of MMA, uh, mm-hmm. especially for the fans in UK. I think it's really cool to, uh, to have some guys, uh, you know, uh, that they can attach to right now and, and maybe kind of help bring the sport back to, you know, just, just rejuvenated again in, in the UK market. So uh, yeah. I, I know it was an ESPN card and, and you didn't catch it, but I'm sure you caught a ton of the, well, it's too know, early for me to really, in all honesty, my, my time zone and, when it aired, so I, I just caught the highlights and everything else after the fact. I watched the post-fight press conference. I mean, it, it, there's something to be said. Never mind just the finishes and the fights and the energy and all that, but there's something to be said when uh, about an event being so good 
that um, Dana White was openly talking about changing the UFC's schedule so they can get back there again this year after not planning to be there, you know, prior to. I mean, I think there was, it was supposed to be the Usman Edwards card that he wanted to go there for. And, you know, obviously with Usman's hand injury and a bunch of other stuff. But um, when the energy like that, when you see, when you get such a positive turnout, not just from fans there, but I mean, obviously on social media, you know, it's funny. Um, AEW had a pay-per-view recently and they interviewed CM Punk where he talked about um, WWE fans versus pro professional wrestling fans. And I feel like we're seeing the same thing in, in the sport of mixed martial arts. You have mixed martial arts fans like you and me, and then you have UFC fans. And we're seeing the UFC fans really turn out because of the, the marketing machine that they've become. So the like for me, the the my Patty Pimblet phase was, you know, when he was fighting for the Cage Warriors title and in getting, you know what I mean? Like so like to me it's nothing new, but like so I'm seeing all these people. I mean, there's people talking about him. I, I had an exchange with someone on social media the other day. I won't say who. I mean, you'll find it if you look for it. But, I mean, that they were literally comparing Pimblet and O'Malley in the same conversation and, and saying that O'Malley was actually the, the better and senior man just because he was in the UFC first. So when I pointed out that Pimblet's been fighting longer than O'Malley has been fighting, you know, they were still on the hype train of uh you know the what what the ufc marketing machine has developed so that stuff's a little annoying but um i mean we still can't take away from from fighters with energy like that they, those that's what makes mixed martial arts fun you mentioned mcgregor's rise and stuff like that like that for me that is the energy that i miss like that type of fun is it's so i think i think i think uh you know i think uh the the uk product is Especially guys like Pimblet and Molly and all those fighters that did well. That, that it's it's good for MMA overall, um, but it is a little annoying when you get these uh, TikToker level folks. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's just never going to go away. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's something as the sport grows, it's always going to happen. I, um, yeah, I mean, I watched Pimblet in uh, Cage Warriors too when he was in the little arena and they start mm-hmm. chanting about you know the chants that they do and. Um, you know, it, it was yeah. kind of funny back then. And you realize, okay, this guy's legit, you know. And, yeah. And, and he, like I said, he's got his wins. He's going to lose. Um, <laughs> uh, my whole thing with the whole thing is like, so we watched this guy in Cage Warriors. And like, the reason I kind of would root for him is because he seems to have a decent story. Yeah. He says, he says a lot of the right things. I mean, as far as taking care of his neighborhood and stuff, it's all the yeah. stuff that kind of McGregor talked about, but didn't. I mean, I, maybe he does it behind the scenes, but we don't know publicly that he, he no. does kind of the stuff he talks about. Um, and then you hear, then you, then you hear the dude made 12,000 and 12,000 and I'm going, <laughs> well, okay. Like, why am I, re- I mean, go back to cage warriors, dude. Like uh, San Diego <laughs> cage warriors probably would have paid you more than 12,000, 12,000. Yeah. You know, for, well, honestly for $25,000, I'll pay him to come fight in my backyard. I'll sell tickets for ten thousand dollars a pop, and I'll make a couple hundred thousand dollars by putting twenty-five people in my backyard. You know, like yeah. that's how famous he is. You got people flying across the world to watch the dude fight, selling out an arena, and on paper he made twenty-four thousand bucks. Yeah. I, I, I get he got the bonus and all that, but that is that is I. I hope that that's all BS, but I mean, he kind of came out and maybe we never know. We never know, especially these days. Like you, like you, you've been saying it since they made the ESPN Plus move. Like the, the numbers we get for anything there, 
you know, we, we, we don't have anything to, to check it anymore like we used to, you know, so. Yeah, I know, um, but they're handing out money left and right. Like, does the dude not realize that, I mean, I get going to the UFC as, it's, I mean, fame, uh, fortune and glory would be wrong because obviously he's not getting, I mean, he probably walked away with like $5,000 after, mm-hmm. after taxes and paying everybody. Um, so it's just, I don't even, I don't even understand because part of me would go, dude, he realizes he's going to be the reason they sell the arena out. Like mm-hmm. I could go sign with DAZN. They'll probably give me $40 million for five fights. I don't know about that. They're, yeah, not, they're not doing you, too good these days. Well, you know what I get. <laughs> Triller. All these, they're yeah. all in trouble. Everybody, yeah. you know, nobody, nobody seems to have money. The one company that seems to have money pays 12 and 12 for somebody that <laughs> should probably be making 10 million and 10 million yeah. based off of how much money that I know uh, somebody reported that he did like 60 and 60 or something like that. And, and, and he was like, Kim- I wish it <laughs> was the one that he was like, yeah, he's like, where are you getting that from, bro? <laughs> I wish I made that. Yeah. I but mean, I mean, listen that that was Saturday. I mean, we're, we're completely overlooking the one lights out that happened Friday morning, which I would did it. What was able to catch the latter part of the card because I mean, you know, I, I was working, but I could, I could, it was on free on YouTube, which you know I love. The entire event was on YouTube, so I watched that, and um, uh, that was another one that an event that lived up to the name, one championship that excuse me that likes to name their events old school style. This one was called Lights Out, and um, damn it, if a lot of people didn't get their lights put out, I mean, I think uh, I forget how many fights was it eleven? Like all of them were finished, all but one of them were finishes. And like like most of them were knockouts. Um, the most notable, obviously, was the main event, uh, the title fight for between uh, Tom Lay and, and Gary Tonin. Um, listen, uh, I think Tonin was favored to win because of because of his submission game and how dangerous it is. And Tom Lay kind of proved what uh, the what Vinnie Magalhaes wanted to prove in submission grappling, which is the <laughs> I mean, not that leg locks don't work because they absolutely do work, but I mean, you better, uh, you know, when when you commit to to being on your back and having a striker on top of you, it, you it's probably not a safe place to be. And Mr. Tonin, unfortunately, found that out by getting knocked out in the first round when he was going for a leg lock. I have to say there was a point where it looked like it was it was in. And there was a really, if you rewatch it, because I rewatched it quite a few times, you know, being from New Jersey with Tonin being a Jersey guy, you know, there, there was some emotional investment as a sports fan. Um, there was a moment where you could see uh, Lay was thinking about engaging in that leg lock battle, and he kind of just said, let me semi-reap my knee just so I can continue to sh- fire away. And even Tonin was having fun with it on social media about how just he just swung away to the point that uh, you know he got the knockout. But, um you know, as we know, mixed martial arts is uh, anything can happen, no matter what your mastery of discipline is. I mean, it is the mixing of the martial arts, after all. And, uh, you know, everyone's got a puncher's chance. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Tonin made a mistake that a lot of grapplers learn from eventually you know uh mm-hmm. i don't think that like his mma career is over if he wants to keep fighting oh no absolutely uh, yeah. i think yeah i mean and i know you weren't even insinuating that i'm just i i think that like he he could very well rematch that and win that fight i mean it, it just by not being so lackadaisical when it comes to you know you're undefeated probably didn't think he could be knocked out on the ground like that probably thought there's nobody that's gonna you know be able to get out you know i i I just think that's probably what goes through their heads until you know 
you, you wake up, uh, you yeah. know, from that. But um, no, that yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, but I, I think that I think I, I want to continue to see Ton and fight because I think yeah. that he, he, there's an upside to him being the master of the uh, art of jujitsu that always makes things intriguing. You know, you when you have a master of a of a certain aspect of MMA, it always it's always interesting to see how they're able to develop the rest of their games and how they do learn from their losses and mm-hmm. and, and adapt because he's going to have to adapt because yeah, clearly, yeah, I mean, he, it's not like he's um, it's not like he's been doing it. You know, he's still relatively new to the sport, and he climbed really fast because of how good he is at at the art that he's mastered. So uh, you know, like you said, he's just got to make the adjustments. I mean. I think the reason why I like it so much is just because it's so, I mean, it's probably why you like it so much too. It's just, so it just takes us back to the old, you know, back in the day when, when it was like style a, versus style. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's it's yeah. It's, it's all the same, the same kind of thing, you know, yeah. you, you, you just wonder and, and guys don't always get knocked out. You know, they, usually, usually you'll see a guy kind of get beat up, but we've seen it dozens and dozens of times throughout the history of the sport where guys keep going for that that ankle lock and uh they bl- brush oh. the first couple off and then all of a sudden it's oh oops i think it temple. was i mean it was every time that happens it reminds me and i could be wrong i mean you, you you'd know better than i was than i would but um um jim miller versus i think it was jim miller versus donald cerrone when he lost to donald cerrone i was out here in new jersey in atlantic city I think that was the fight where he, where Miller was going. He was so married to going to a, for a heel hook that he gave up his back and, and he, he wound up getting pounded out. It was after taking a really hard shot to the gut too. I could be mixing it up with another fight, but I do remember Miller going for an ankle. It might not be Cerrone. It was, might be someone else that he lost to, but I remember that out. I mean, that this was just, this was pre Danaher death squad and, you know, Gary mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I remember watching and being like, oh, my God, he's going for it. But he went for it so bad that he completely negated everything else that could happen. And, and somehow, whomever it was, took half took his back, but like just managed to do a hammer shot to both sides of his, his head and get a, a KO win. So um, it's just like you said, I mean, it, it's 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 old school, but new school. And, and I, I, know, I love it. I love it. I mean, I think I'm. I'm really liking one championships and I'm looking forward to the, to the one X card with the mixed rules about that they have for the main event with Rod Tang and mighty mouse, uh, Demetrius Johnson. I mean, that's confusing. I'm not even, I don't even want to get into the, to the, the, the rules and the rounds and what rules are being applied per round, but that's what they're doing. It's good. Like MMA kickboxing, whatever that yeah um, <laughs> it's, yeah it's one round i think what i think the first round's uh boxing the second round kickboxing kick, second yeah round, second round's mma it reminds me of uh what was it nagashima and uh aoki from dream uh i think it was dream i don't think it was k1 i'm pretty sure it was dream years ago and uh, uh nagashima was the guy who came out you know dressed like a anime girl or i don't even know it's funny it's you're saying weird, that weird scenario but but he ended up Yama and aoki is on this car too so no i mean that's yeah. that's old school <laughs> yeah um i just yeah i mean i think it's a cool card it's long yeah. it's 20 fights uh I, it is on sunday um well i don't know exactly how it works i think it's friday night it starts or saturday morning or it runs some, all the which is like <laughs> obviously better for me but uh that's gonna be a that's gonna be a nine ten hour all night 
poll uh, to catch yeah. that card. First two halves of it are, are free on YouTube, and then and then the last section is on pay per view. I'm not sure what they're charging, but uh, I mean, if you're gonna charge for a card, I would say that uh, yeah, you know, a main card. You, the, you know, you got uh, Stamp Fairtex, Angela Lee for the women's strawweight championship. Great fight there. And then Demetrius Johnson versus Rod Tang. Uh, Adriano Moraes, the guy who knocked out uh, Mighty Mouse in his last bout, fight, uh, finishes off that uh, going for, you know, defending. It's not the tournament any longer because he mm-hmm. it, that ended. But he uh, he's defending the title that he won from Demetrius Johnson. Uh, and then you got, like you said, Aki, Sexyama and Aoki. <laughs> uh, and, and then John Wayne Parr. I mean, it, it, it's not going to be boring. No, you know, it's not going to well, be that, boring. That last one wasn't boring. Either. That's why I'm like, whatever they're doing, I don't know if it's the, they're giving him new water or, or something or like maybe they're giving him all Gatorade or, or, or some Mountain Dew or some shit like that. But yeah, it's, it's been great. And, and Danielle, there's a submission grappling. Danielle Kelly makes her debut on, on uh, I think like, like she's like the first to have a, a uh-huh. super grappling event or whatever they're calling it on, on the card. I mean, I kind of like a smorgasbord, you know, one of the things I I think me and you were both on the same page, like Scott Coker when he did the Beltor Dynamite kickboxing and MMA, like like we love shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't necessarily think it works over and over again, but I think once a year, mm-hmm. um or once a special occasion, I think it's kind of a cool thing. Uh I mean Deritter versus Andre Galvo is <laughs> grappling match is pretty freaking cool. You know, I, yeah. I saw Galvo uh uh go against Ch- I was it I think Chael Sonnen uh, in in Metamoris. Uh, Metamoris, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, dude's a beast, and and like you said, Deritter's one of the guys you named uh, at the end of the year to to look forward to. I know that this is just a grappling match, but uh, if he if Deritter's able to submit Galvo, uh, it's definitely a way to get your name back up there again. You know, yeah. it's it's another notch on that belt that uh, not not many humans on this planet uh, would be able to say that they did. Yeah, so I mean that that's a lot of fun stuff coming out of there. I mean, as far as I mean, that's all the we talked about a lot of good news. Now we got to talk about some, I guess, semi bad news. Uh, unfortunate uh, news coming out of Bellator, like literally in the last what forty eight hours. Um, you know, we love we live on planet Earth, so things happening on this planet are eventually going to affect uh, the things that we watch and. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what, what, what I mean. First, the good news, I guess, is that Be- uh, Benson Henderson re-signed with Bellator and um, him and Peter Quilly are, are going to fight when they when they return to Dublin. Um, so that's some good news. The bad news is uh, the Bantamweight Grand Prix that we were look fo- so much looking forward to has lost a couple of its competitors. Um, with Sergio Pettis is out of the Grand Prix, and James Gallagher, we learned this all like in the last 72 hours or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Gallagher's out, um, Pettis is out. Uh, that leaves Archuleta versus uh, Rufian Stotts uh, now for an interim title uh, in order for them to keep a title belt in the tournament format. Um, was that about that was already scheduled? Do you know? I can't remember the original brackets or the original fights. Or is that who was Pettis originally supposed to fight? Was he supposed to fight Stotts? He was going to fight Stotts. Yeah. Okay. So Archuleta moved in. Was Archuleta in the tournament from the start? 
he I was believe, right? i believe so yeah yeah only... i'm just trying so we're still waiting on in theory we still have two alternates that will have to be inserted right yeah and i know i know there's a bunch of i mean we've talked about the um you know the one the, that division in beltor before there's a bunch of you know it's a shark tank there so there's a lot of guys that are trying to throw their name in the in the in the uh in that hat for that tournament but um yeah the um I don't know, man. I, mean, I I have to say, just because I'm I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, you know, I get all conspiracy theory when it comes to matchmaking and fights, because we all we know Stotts and Pettis are teammates. I'm wondering if this is all being done to avoid them from fighting each other. You know what I mean? Like to to find a way to make something happen. I don't know. I I. <laughs> I, just, I I don't know. I mean, yeah. if, if surgery wasn't involved and stuff like that, yeah, yeah, maybe not. But I, you know, it's a good fight. Archuleta Stotts is a hell of a fucking. I fight. mean, Stotts Pettis <laughs> is a good fight too. Yeah, no, they're yeah, all. Yeah, no, I mean, they're all good fights. Yeah. The whole the whole tournament was stacked going in. That's why I'm kind of curious to see who the to who the um who the alternates that they plug in are, or not even alternates at this point, just who they plug in uh, to the opening round and. um I uh, we mentioned before we talked. I guess Caposa was the one talking about why they do an interim title. Uh, I kind of tend to agree with that. Why not just make mm-hmm. it the number one contender fight? Yeah. Uh, do five round five round bouts if you want. Um, which is you know this is what they should do. The five rounds seems to be working well in their grand prix. Uh, but uh, I, we open ourselves up for some weird scenarios if we start getting interim champions dropping out in this tournament and. Uh, where that will leave stuff and who gets stripped and uh, it, that just that that who's the number one contender at the end of that when who if three guys have interim belts you know what I mean uh, so uh, that that opens up the door for some chaos which I guess is kind of on par for for the sport we love but uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I like what I see out of the tournament I think that's gonna be great their their Hawaiian cards are shaping up nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice to see them going back to Hawaii, uh, especially with the military one. Hopefully, for the God bless everybody, they figured out how to get some of their timing down uh, on those shows. Yeah, uh, because the last couple years, their their uh, salute to the military shows have been uh, war of attrition. Uh, I would say yeah. uh, to get through some of those. Uh, in the you know, what, last year was cursed though because you sat through about an hour break and then uh, Karatanov. Uh, got punted uh, in in the in the grind <laughs> about ten seconds into a fight. So, um, but uh, the other thing you were you were insinuating about the world uh, is Am- uh, uh, yeah, Amazov. Yeah, Yar- so Yaroslav Amazov from the press release from Bellator, um, he's actively helping defend his his home in the Ukraine with everything going on between Russia and the Ukraine. So, um, the welterweight champion is is uh, you know he's obviously stepping away from the sport to to fight in a, in a true war. So uh, an interim welterweight title fight is announced for May 13th. Now between MVP and Logan Storley, which um, I don't know how to feel about that one. Cause I, 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 they're both fun to watch. I mean, I like watching Storley. I know folks that aren't, that aren't fans of wrestling don't like watching Storley, but if after his last fight, I feel like he probably gained it for a few fans because that was uh, some serious heart from that man. Um, I don't know, but what what do you th- what, what are your thoughts on an interim fight? I mean, obviously the reason is is fine, but like as far as the matchup, what do you think? Well, obviously MVP was going to be in it no matter 
what mm-hmm. um Storley is the natural I guess I you know without just looking at the rankings I, I know he's right there uh I would he's, he's that... number four and MVP's okay. number one so so he's so there's a couple guys maybe ahead of him but without looking again it, it would, um but I I uh I mean, I think he. I think Storley's going to win this fight easily. I mean, I know that that, you know, maybe that's underestimating MVP. Mm. Uh, but I think it's about the worst stylistic matchup possible for MVP. Mm. Uh, I don't. Uh, I. I. I mean, if I'm laying odds, I'm putting it like negative minus four hundred on Storley. Uh, I think <laughs> that. I mean, I, I just. I, I don't. I don't. I shouldn't say I don't see a way MVP wins because we've all seen flying knees crush people's skulls and uh, we've seen people eat knees on shooting in for shots and stuff. But yeah. uh, I don't see any, I, I just see Storley taking him down. I mean, uh, assuming they guys, each guy fights to what their greatest capability is. I don't, I don't see how MVP stops Storley from taking him down. Um, and maybe it's not the most spectacular thing. Maybe there is some lay and pray involved, but I, I don't, I don't see how Starley loses this fight if he uh, just doesn't get, uh, you know, uh, deer in headlights uh, in the middle of the cage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, 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 I never like to put one every time I, I think MVP is going to lose badly. He, he, with the exception of the Lima fight, you know what I mean? Like, like he, he, he he's, he's definitely surprised me in the past. So I don't like to put anything past him, but, as watching um ever since Storley came into Bellator, I mean he's been pretty he's been pretty uh f- for me fun to watch and again like I mean I think he's a bad matchup for anybody and if if you have any doubts about it just watch his last fight. I mean the I mean I forgot what he what he called he said he has the Midwestern heart. I forget what he said in the post fight press or after he got interviewed. Um, you know I mean the guy literally walked through everything thrown at him to to pull off a w and that's 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 something that i feel like is is more in his more than wrestling is in his favor against somebody that's uh you know um i don't want to say a one trick pony cuz cuz mvp's not a one trick pony he's he's got he's just got a lot of uh you know he's very creative with his striking so that that's that's like the um that's that's the thing that could change things if he lands like cuz we've seen him like you said he mentioned the skull he fought. I forget the wrestler he fought um, not so long ago. I don't remember the event, but that guy was another one that, that someone with a strong wrestling background, and he caved in his nose when he caught it with. The, yeah, that was uh, Derek Anderson, but there was no shot from Derek Anderson. He never. That's you know, uh, mm. I like Derek Anderson, and uh, yeah. he's been interviewed for the show. But I, I, you know, I think he his game plan and that was surprising to me. Mm. I'm not going to say it was the wrong game plan because I'm not a fighter, but it was surprising to me. Uh, mm-hmm. That's probably the best way to say it. Yeah, looking at the rankings right now, so the only two people ahead of Storley uh, are, are Lima and, and Jackson, and they're they're the co-main event that mm-hmm. night, so uh, it's almost like a, we've it's almost created a little uh, four-man Grand Prix, uh, possibly kind of a one, uh, you know, number one contender uh, Grand Prix until Amasov hopefully returns safely and, and is able to... Uh, yeah do everything he needs to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think Storley's in, in a good, uh, good situation yeah. here. I, I mean, getting back to MVP, he, he got taken down by uh, Lima who is taking other people down. He got taken down by Paul Daly. You know, I mean, I just, uh, part of me wants MVP to win because obviously it creates, uh, he's exciting. 
when he's mm-hmm. on, he's fun to watch, you know, but uh, I just don't see a world where, I mean, I think it's the same situation with Amazon. I think Amazon would have done basically the same thing that I kind of expect Starley to do. So uh, I think it might just be, I want to see Venom Page in the UFC fight uh, Wonder Boy Thompson. That's all I want to see. Before, be, before <laughs> that's a really retires, good fight too. That's the one fight I want to see. So if MVP needs to lose this fight to maybe somehow sign with the UFC and make that miracle happen or something like that, I just uh, that that's the that's the fight kind of that's kind of one of those dream crossover fights that uh, may turn out to be the most dud fight of all time. But uh, <laughs> it, it, you know when you're talking kind of uh, you know the karate based. Uh, fighters uh, i would say that those guys are probably you know other than some of these dudes maybe out of you know on some of these other crazy cards in 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 you know (laughs) far east and stuff i I would say that uh those are the two most well-known karate guys you know what's funny i didn't know how bad i wanted to see that fight until you just said it right now (laughs) there's potential i mean it might turn into a point karate fight which could be you know, potentially boring, but uh, even if that was the case, at least just let's just settle it. You know, it's yeah. Now somebody would get dropped with something, definitely between them two. Yeah, I hundred percent. You know, but yeah. Well, maybe you get Wonder Boy back on this podcast, goddammit, and, and, and <laughs> instead of just the one time. I mean, we had Doc Lucas on last week. You know, like what's going on over here? Let's continue let's the rotation yeah I mean, it was fun it was fun when we had him on and we got we didn't have all this production value last time so it'd be, it'd be way better if we got him back wonder boy if you want if you watch this get, come on holler at me if matt's not hollering at you holler at me i'll i'll, I'll make it happen uh, well i think that pretty much wraps us up you got the audio uh for uh our audio listeners uh with jay fountain who you interviewed yes, uh, sir and I think you said it best uh, about the De Leon family, who uh, we wish Wes best uh, best wishes to. Um, so anybody can check us out at their website, allaccessmma.com, for our video podcast. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. And check out Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, and Old Head Carb on Twitch. Ed, look forward to listening to your interview as well. Uh, have a good rest of the night, man. And uh... oh yeah, real quick, uh, next week there no no new show next week. I'm I'm going to uh, Vegas, um, helping some of uh, one of my training partners is competing in the ADCC trials on the West Coast. So I'll I'll be near you, Matt. Matt, um, I'm not sure how free I'll be, but because uh, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're there for competition, but um. I'll be uh, there for that, so I have to leave. I have to get ready to leave uh, for that, the day that we usually record. So, um, but I'll probably schedule some old episode or something for folks to listen to. But if you have a, a Flow Sports account, it's it's on the Flow Network, and you you might see me yelling off the side of some mat on one of those. Uh, one of you those got some coaching to do. Yeah. You, you need to you need to get your first champion uh, <laughs> in, your, in your stable. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Best of luck. Uh, obviously, I'll keep in touch with you. Uh, best of luck in your travels and, and uh, in your coaching, and uh, hopefully, so, all that works out, man. Plus, you get to get away and get out to Vegas, so uh, life's yeah. not all bad. Yeah, no, not at all. Peace. <laughs> Have I'll a good night. You. All right, this is Ed here from MiamiNews.com. I'm speaking with uh, Jay Fountain, who is fighting on April 30th. This is your second fight, if I'm not mistaken, right, Jay? Yeah, it is. 
So uh, uh, Jay's looking to to make a career, I hope, out of fighting. Um, Full disclosure for folks that are listening to this or watching this uh, on YouTube. Um, Jay is uh, his instructor is an old friend of mine that that fought MMA trained. Um, he and I were training partners back in the day, and he helped set this up. So I'm really appreciative to to Mike on and um, Jay. So this is your second fight. I mean, talk to me about what made you want to do this. I mean, how'd you? What made you want to do the first one, and how how well did it go that you want to do this again? Honestly, I think it's just the influence, the environment you're in. Like, I don't know how I even got into kickboxing in the first place. I started off as karate, and that's what I was originally doing. And I wanted to become a black belt because I thought once I became a black belt, I would just be, like, badass. And then I had friends signing up for kickboxing. It was at the same spot. And I'm just like, all right, I'll sign up for kickboxing, too. Everybody else is doing it. I get to fight them. We get to spar. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing that. And then it just kind of stuck with me. And then it's like a fight comes up. And then... The other guy, Logan Campy, he does it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, I, I think I might want to try it out. Why not? So then I had my first fight. I'm just like, I didn't think it was that bad for real. Like, it was an experience I got. So I got some knowledge on it a little bit. But now it's just like, I don't know. It's a hobby for me. It's just something I do, you know? Plus, I like the, I feel like there's a lesson to be learned if I, like, to keep on fighting. Because, like, in life, like, people are going to beat you up, like, take you down. But, like, you just keep on going, keep on fighting. Like, I, I love that. Like, the, um, I guess the analogy it gives me or that phrase, like, being with me in life. Because, like, I know I can, like, get through anything. Like, I'm not going to let nobody, like, bitch me around. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight back and get what's mine and take what's mine. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely a good thing that a lot of folks take out of martial arts. Um, you said where you train, is it, is it still uh, fighters United? Is that that's the name of the school? Yeah. Up in Berlin, New Jersey. You, you could, I guess fighters United, I guess that's like the company name of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, for folks, I mean, cause if folks search online, I mean, what you're doing is a technically, I mean, the smokers have been around for a long time since the seventies, if I'm not mistaken, especially with boxing and that this is the type of fight that, you, that you're doing. It's, it's kind of like an exhibition, right? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really know the like terminology for that, but like from what I've heard from coach Mike on, he just said it was a smoker. So I don't mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty new to it myself. Like I don't even like watch fighting like that. Like mm-hmm. it's just, like I said, it's something I do as a hobby. So you said you transitioned from karate into kickboxing. I mean, is this the fight that you have? Is is it a, it's a kickboxing match or is it is it mixed martial arts or like what are we looking at here on April thirtieth? I think it's just full kickboxing because Muay Thai you have elbows, right? I don't mm-hmm. think we could use elbows, so it's just kickboxing, just legs, punch, and I think the clinches involved as well. So what's this? Uh, I mean, we we mentioned your instructor a couple times already. I have to ask because I was doing my homework on you. I'm watching this video that he put up because I know he likes putting up a lot of funny videos on on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this? What is this uh, verbal contract you have with him as far as the 150 kicks and giving him money to reimburse him for training pads? Can you just explain that? How should I take this? <laughs> I mean. I think it was all a joke, but like, 
Oh no, I, li- I like to gamble a little bit. Even I'm not I'm not a much of a gambler. Like you won't catch me at a casino like that or making like some. I didn't make some stupid investments and it lost money. But like I thought I was gonna get money out of it back. But no, I like I. I like how he challenges me. Like I'll definitely I, this fight. I'm gonna definitely try to throw more kicks than last time because I guess last time I wasn't really checking them, getting my leg beat up a little bit. And I feel like maybe that had a downfall on me. But I feel mm-hmm. like your coaches can see things that you can't. So, like, if he's telling me I need to throw more kicks, then maybe it's lacking my game a little bit. So, I will try to throw more kicks. I will mm-hmm. say that. I mean, I'm getting the sense that the, your first fight, you, you're, um, which is kind of a good thing when you're when you're doing something competitive, is to never be satisfied with yourself. You always want to look to do better. But it doesn't look like you were too you're too pleased with your with the your performance from your own from what you're saying from your first fight. So um are you doing this because you wanna kind of make those corrections and, and prove it in, in the same environment? Um I definitely want to work on myself, but I don't think like is because like I don't have like a a love for fighting per se. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's really just, like, a hobby and something I do. Like, I don't know where it will take me. Like, I'm going to stick with it, and I'll keep on doing more fights, but I don't expect me to be, like, Conor McGregor or something like that or up yeah. there. I, just, I do it just to do it. Is it's it, a is it, It's like skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing, though. I mean, like, like a lot of people – I mean, you're saying – you keep saying you're doing it just a hobby, but most people that pick martial arts as a hobby, they just do stuff in the training room. They don't go testing themselves at other gyms, especially a, a big gym like the UFC gym in North Brunswick. The event has a name, right? Is it is it is it called Up in Smoke or something like that? The a little exposition I'm fighting that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what it's called actually. I thought mm. it was just like I just know it's a fight at North Brunswick, and at 3 p.m. If you want to check it out, anybody who's out there, are they, North are they selling tickets or? Huh. Are there tickets being sold, or is it just come if you're in the or in the area? Or how are they pushing this? Tickets are sold actually. They're like twenty twenty five. Well, that's not bad. Hmm. Um. So I mean, is kick kickboxing your the martial art of? I mean, you obviously like striking. Uh, have you done any grappling, Brazilian jiu jitsu, or anything? Because I know Mike is pretty versed in, in both, and the gym you train at seems to be teach you have a little bit of everything. Nah. I haven't gotten much into grappling. That that would be my downfall if I got into MMA. But you you feel confident in your striking as far as what you've learned so, thus far? I am a striker. I can say that for sure. Like, even just starting off in karate and just, like, transitioning to kickboxing, it was just always striking for me. Like, even clinching, like, I don't really like to, like, mm. I don't know, be, like, tight for I just like to stay loose, stay back, get some hits off, get out, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart plan. So you said you, you did karate before you transitioned into kickboxing. How long did you do karate? Probably not that long, for real. It really wasn't. I made it to, like, my green belt. Mm. Do you know – Do you, what's a, what was the style of karate, if you don't mind me asking? I actually started off in um, – I forgot what it was the first time I started off, but then I transitioned to the Tung Sudo. Mm. Tang Sudo. Tang Sudo, yeah, that's uh that's the other uh, I think that's uh, another Korean based style. Most people 
the funny thing about about karate, especially in New Jersey, Mike could probably vouch for this. It's mostly before other arts started becoming popular and MMA started becoming popular. It was mostly uh, just Taekwondo schools. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know that uh, Tang Soo Do is the other one of the other styles that 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 kind of popped up that not too many. So it's good that you found a unique style, which is probably why you transitioned well into kickboxing. Um, what adjustments did you have to make? I mean, I know as somebody that that's gone the same path. I, I, I have an Ishinru background, Ishinru karate. Um, when you, uh, when you transitioned into kickboxing, was it difficult you, for you to make the adjustments to the, the, the Muay Thai style ver- way of striking versus the way you were training beforehand? Not a lot, but there were certain flaws in my style. Like mm. in karate, you know how you have the low kick. I mean, not the low kick, but like the low block. Like you're not really supposed to low block yeah. in kickboxing. You got to check with your um, legs. So like that was a bad habit I had. Like every time somebody would punch me, low block. Like, you know. And then like also the stance. Like karate, they're more like jumpy. Or like I, that's how I feel. Like they more like their feet more movement is more like jumpy, like. I don't know how to exactly explain it, but if you can, like, get what I'm saying, like, they like Mm -hmm. to. (laughs) That was a bad way to put it. But in kickboxing, like, they're, like, more, I want to say, like, stable on the ground. Mm -hmm. And, like, their feet movement is more, like, proper. Mm. But in kickboxing, I mean, karate is more, like, jump out the way or, like, jump in for a punch, if that moves. Yeah, no, I, 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 it makes perfect sense. Um, so do you know who your opponent is, or is it kind of like you, you find out when you get there? I mean, what's the weight class? What, what are we looking at on April thirtieth? It's funny because for my last fight, I was actually like one sixty or somewhere around there, but I was mm-hmm. fighting at one seventy because whoever I was fighting, they got taken out of the card for whatever reason. I guess they didn't want to fight no more or whatever happened. I'm not sure. So this mm-hmm. one, I'm going to be fighting one seventy again for my weight class. Cool. So it's 170. Um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, if folks want to find out about it, let, let folks know how, how they, you said it's April 30 at 3 p.m. UFC North Brunswick gym. Um, mm-hmm. Where can folks like follow you and find stuff out about your training and, and, where, and how things work out if they can't make the fight? Instagram should be Fighters United. And my Instagram is Assassin J. Just spelled out like that, Assassin J. I also got a brand coming up, a little bit of a rapper. So, like, being aware of my brand is called Chaotic Stuff. I might transition to that name sooner or later. Chaotic? Chaotic. And it's spelled special. It's like K-H-O-A-T-I-C-X success. It's like uh, the X success is the emphasis on the S. Chaotic nice okay no i like that i like that so you you're testing all the waters that's good man that's a good way to get your name out there and hopefully i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna rap about your experiences this is just adding to the adding to what you can what you can spin in 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 future music and whatever endeavors you got coming up so jay thank you so much for for taking time to talk to me i know you got training tonight so that's why we we scheduled this a little early so you can get this out Mm -hmm. of the way i appreciate it and um again folks uh Check this. Can uh, read more about Jay and, and uh, his his training partner Logan at MyMMAnews.com. It's a piece that I'm going to be working on, uh, featuring them both. And um, thank you so much, Jay. I appreciate you appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you having me, man.
Hey guys, Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and in some, the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.